And we are on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Yujita and Coach. It's been a trade madness, trade deadline in the NFL. Lots of trades going through, a lot to cover today, guys. Uh, but first of all, Yujita, we have to congratulate you on the continuous unbeaten run for the Eagles. Thursday night football against the Texans. Uh, what did you think of the game? Uh, well, I don't know if it was worth waking up at four in the morning for, uh, but hey, you know, uh, business wasn't business as usual, but I think that they had the spread at 13 and 46 over under. So it kind of covered that, but I got to give, I got to give it out to Houston. They did a great job. Damien Pierce, that was a good run game. He using guys on the defense, not too bad, but you know, the Eagles again, I trust them, man. I mean, it, it, whatever works, you get the W, you move on. You know, uh, one unit doesn't work today, the other does. Key guys, you know, today was uh, Hargraves, tomorrow it's Slay or J, uh, JT Edwards. It works. So I'm not too worried. Well, Coach, best you game. can't have it all. You've got the Astros doing uh, well. I think they went 3-2 up in the in the uh, World they Series. Did. Uh, so did. at least you got something going for you there in Houston. But what did you think of the... Of the Texans' performance against the Eagles, you know, I have I have to be honest. I I watched um, half a the second half of the second quarter, and Houston looked pretty good. You know, they kept it a game. Their defensive line played really really solid. Um, the Pierce kid, I think, is is going to end up being a very very valuable pick for us. He can run the ball. You know, oh, yeah. the our offensive line, even though they're kind of plug and play to a certain extent, they're built to run the ball. And Lovey Smith obviously loves to run the ball um, and likes that that pocket style, manage the game quarterback like he had all of his years in Cincinnati. So um, I think that fits his mantra. I, I'm proud of them actually. I mean, there's you play to win the game, right? It's the NFL, but at the same time, I can see us making baby steps. Now, does that right. mean we're going to get to my four win total? Yes, because um, we played them just as tough as Dallas did with Cooper Rush. So I'm happy with that. Hey, to to come back from what happened with Tennessee last week, I think it was more than good. Well, I think you know people in, in our position, coach. Uh, we we have to go with the moral victories sometimes. Uh, oh, can't I can't wait to talk go. about your moral victory. This oh, is no, there is no more. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll get there. Yeah. Let's, let's start get with the there trade. Fast. Let's start with the trade <laughs> deadline action. Uh, so let's start with the Ro- Roquan Smith, Chicago to Baltimore. And, you know, with the amount of action that's happened around the Chicago team, this is where I really miss Mark, and I wish he was here to give us his take. He would have had a lot to say about this. Roquan Smith moves from Chicago to Ra- to, to the Baltimore Ravens in return for linebacker A.J. Klein and a 2023 second-round yep. pick and a 2023 fifth-round pick. Um, coach, I mean, the Bears are seem to be blowing things up on defense. Uh it's been a lot of action for them. They've traded their two best defenders um, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Robert Quinn going to the Eagles. Uh, they seem to be beefing things up on the offensive side, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But what do you what do you make of the of the of the Bears' strategy so far? You know, I, I just wonder, even coming back from the summer and some of the things that he said and some of the things that came out of his agent, if there wasn't some issues behind the scenes there or in the locker room. Um, and I, and I, even though the bears statistically are pretty good on defense <clears throat> and I haven't watched them enough to say this confidently, but sometimes I can remember a few games they played that they didn't win where I did watch. They didn't look cohesive on defense. They had a few players making plays and I don't know, sometimes it, as a defensive coordinator, it always comes back to that, you know, ball out as a team, not ball out as an individual, so I just wonder behind the scenes if, if – I don't know about the Philly guy. I don't know if him going to Philly is one of those. But I do think that last move that they made, I do think that makes sense if that's the case. Um, and at the end of the day, they are in rebuild mode. They're not in win-now mode. And at least seems, on the defensive side. On the defensive side. And rebuild now means draft picks and stocking as many as you can. And it seems like they've got someone that I think has that in mind. And I think Mark would be pleased with that. I think 
You can see a vision of where they're going. They're stacking those picks. They're dragging those picks in. They did get a little bit of help on the offensive side as well. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to talk about that. But at the end of the day, hey, um, they're in there. They're they've looking got, for the long term. They've got eight picks in 2023. They've got a great salary cap uh, over there as well. Yujita, um, Robert Quinn going to, to the Eagles. Is that a piece that you guys needed? Uh, well, yeah, kind of. I think, look, what, um, what they're trying to do is kind of build up the roster there. And I think they've done a great job already. Uh, Robert Quinn hasn't seen too much playtime, but when he has... It's been effective even today against uh, the Houston. It's been effective. So it's just a matter of getting the guys in there. They know they have a good roster to make it all the way today. So beefing it up. Um, I, I don't know what the deal, as as Coach said, with Chicago letting go of Robert Quinn, Raquan Smith. Yeah. Probably try to get some value while it's still there. And then, you know, uh, build, build, the, build the team up from there. But I, yeah, I, mean, I think I think Philly did a good job building that depth. In the last couple of years, the Super Bowl champions on defense, when you have depth on the defensive line, right, where those guys don't have to play, but about seventy-five to eighty percent snaps. Even if you look at what LA yep. did last year, um, I think it's a really good move for their depth. And he'll rotate in. Don't worry, he is a solid player. Oh no, absolutely. He's, yeah. a rare, he's an extremely good run defender too, and sometimes that gets lost. Yeah. They're going to play some people that like to run the ball in their division. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Giants, I don't know. Dallas. And I think that's where they did a good job beefing that yeah. up. I, I, uh, look, I mean, Howie Rosman does not make a deal unless there is something, you know, really vital to the defense. But, but even with the Rokon Smith uh, to, um, to Baltimore, Ravens, yeah. I mean, that's a good deal for Baltimore. I mean, here. Do you he, think so? Because he has an expiring contract. Uh, I mean, I don't know how Eric DaCosta is going to handle this. Is he going to pay him? top tier uh, kind of money, like, you know, Shaq Leonard and Fred Werner, like about, I think, 19 million. Uh, yeah, and they no, also have awesome. Lamar's contract coming up. You know, that, that the, still needs to be the, taken care the, of. So. This is where, yeah, this is where they're going to get stuck. But for the moment, they've seemed to have addressed one of the issues they've had on defense. So, it, you know, it could be for this season because th th this is a guy who can catch, pa I mean, he can, sorry, he, he can blitz, he can cover. And yeah, you know, he can do a lot ability. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he can yeah, organize think, that defense. So I think they the got moment. him to be able to beat Cincinnati to get them into the playoffs, and he was a missing piece. Yeah, I can rush from the outside. I can cover the slot if I need to. I can cover the back out of the backfield if I need to. Um, yep. And he is good at that when you set him up correctly. And I think just the change, um, it will be good for them because they they if they beat Cincinnati, they're going to the playoffs, and nobody yeah. wants to play Lamar in the playoffs. Exactly. Nope. All right. Stay, staying with Chicago, though, they they got Chase Claypool from Pittsburgh uh, for a 2023 second round pick. Um, what do you make of that, Coach? I mean, it's uh, it was a bit of a another one that I think you know Fields is getting another piece in the offense. Uh, they've got Mooney. They've got uh, Claypool now. Uh, does that make sense? They've given up a second round pick. I, I think Chase Claypool himself was a, was a second round pick in 2020. Um, is it worth giving up that much for, for Chase Claypool at this particular time? In yeah, Chicago? probably so. And, and his contract, I think, if I read that right, it fits them good for the 23-24 um, upgrades, which is kind of where I think they're looking. Um, at the end of the day, they've got to give this kid some more speed at the outside. Yeah, They have some decent um, wide receivers, but they just don't have that breakaway to take a little pressure off him running or their running game because they're decent with him running in the running game, but there's no burner. So I think that was a good one. It's a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Why Pittsburgh would give him up. Yeah. Uh, I think I there were think some locker room issues. They weren't very happy with chase Claypool and, you know, not and, on the field, they, but off the field. They like your guy more. George Pickens looks like they, they George like him Pickens, more. Yeah. yeah him coming in as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, also, I don't he, he, he being Tomlin, very seldom trades good young talent. Yeah. He plays them for as long as he can play them. Um, so that was a surprise. So it must be something internal. I think you're right. No, but I'm also looking at the um, kind of the, dr the draft pool uh, in 2023. There aren't that many wide receivers uh, available there. Um, and, you know, it's become kind of an, an, an elite position at the moment. Uh, so I think this is probably... 
it's worth giving up a second second round for. Well, another uh, thing is, yeah, sorry, they didn't really lose a second round because they got a second round pick. I, I think on the uh, the Quinn trade, they got a second yes. round pick. Yes, so, so they technically just moved that they around. Yeah, they didn't really lose a second round pick. So I didn't. Th- I don't think they used that particular pick. They used their oh, other fine, second yeah, round. So they, they moved down have, a little bit. Yeah, a they moved down yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, and they're gonna get what did I say? Two or I remember reading they're gonna get two extra conditional third rounders for two of their people in the front office that were um, moving to another team. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think they get, they, they're going to have between that and losing one of their veterans. If I read it, Pittsburgh's going to have three conditionals um, where most of the people have two or one or none Two mostly. I think right. Pittsburgh, uh, New England does a good job. It seems like they always have two. But I think Pittsburgh's going to have three. That's huge when yep. you talk about depth in your team. Now, we're, we're talking a lot, a lot about the action. Let's talk a bit about the inaction because Chase Claypool was rumored to be considered by the Packers. Uh, and the Packers did absolutely nothing. I mean, people were trying to poke him with a stick. Do something, you know, like the trade deadline's coming up. Zero new help for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Yujita, are, are, they, are they sending a message? To, to Aaron Rodgers, you're the MVP. You should, you know, get us there with what with what you have. Yeah, well, it sure looks like it. I mean, honestly, I was definitely looking for, I mean, just like Durant, I was looking for Green Bay to do something, anything. You know, I mean, he's been, he and Green Bay have been complaining about their receivers, their rookies, and all of that stuff. So, you know, why wouldn't you go in for someone like Claypool or, you know, whoever is out there? So, yeah, I mean, we talked about this for about a couple of podcasts. There is seems to be some disconnect between, you know, him and LaFleur or the front office or whatever. So yeah. it, are they sticking it to him now? Hey, yeah, go I ahead. Mean, there and, was a uh, funny uh, tweet where a video resurfaced from when uh, Mike McCarthy was their, uh, their head coach. And they were asking him in an interview a day after the trade deadline, why didn't you guys do anything in the trade deadline? And he was like, Oh, was I thought that was next week? Was that yesterday? And you know, and it seems to be kind of the exact same situation happening all over again. Coach, what is your take on this when it comes to 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 Aaron Rodgers and 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 the Green Bay Packers? You know, guys, I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. I have to say it, and I don't yeah, do that. It's tiring to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'll, you. I'll quote, I'll quote an ESPN person I watched a few days ago, and they said, "Listen, timeout. You wanted us to give him some talent." You want us to give him the best receiver we can go out and get? Let's not forget the last two years, they've had the best receiver arguably in football and got out in the first round of playoffs. What the hell more do you want to give the guy? So maybe it's his turn. I love that take. Yeah, Um, I love that idea of, well, let's get Aaron Rodgers some help. Hold on. Devontae Adams was a lot of help, and you get bounced, right? So um, maybe it's time for him to step up and be a leader on the team. Instead of just a diva, do you think the Raiders would wish they could uh, reverse that trade? Given how Devonte has done over there so far, well, I wonder if if uh, he would wish to re- reverse that trade, right? <laughs> yes. Right. I wonder if he's thinking, "What have I done? Why uh, Green Bay is cold and Vegas is great, but oh my, yeah." Um, I just wonder. All right, let, let's look at that thing. I, I, I'm so I'm I'm not I'm pleasantly happy yeah all right i mean let's talk about another big big trade that happened uh edge rusher bradley chubb going from denver to miami for uh in exchange for chase edmonds 2023rd first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick uh miami in all-in mode coach no first round draft picks in 2020 turn around and re-sign for a buck 20 million yeah, so I mean, Miami is a five-year no... extension, right? Yeah, yeah. five-year. Yeah, so you've got yeah. no first-round picks for Miami in 2023. Is this the year, given the pieces that they have? Is this the year for Miami to go all in? So again, if you go back to the Rams' blueprint from last year, they got those particular people to beat San Francisco when the chips were down. I right. believe Miami did it to beat Buffalo when the chips are down. Okay. Yes. They're in our division. We need somebody that has the ability to rush the passer. We don't have that at the moment. We've got some serviceable players. 
Right. But at the end of the day, when that guy comes in and he's going to have his head on straight because we got lucky the last time we played him, right. we've got to have somebody that can contain him. I believe that trade was directly related to the, their division foe in Buffalo. That's my opinion. I do think he definitely upgrades them in the front four. Yeah, yeah. he definitely does. I mean, some, and, and they're pretty good at, about some crazy blitz schemes because they have yep. to. Now okay. they don't. Yeah, they don't uh, have to give up. You know, they don't have to go blitz, blitz zero, you know. And yeah, they don't have to be aggressive. Give up those 25, 30, 40 points a game that they've had, even when Tua was playing or not playing. So um, we'll see. I, I like the move. I really do. I, I, um, I, even though I like Buffalo, I like what Miami's doing to at least improve themselves to compete in the division. Yeah. Now, Eugita, on the Denver side, obviously Denver bringing in Russell Wilson did not expect that this season would turn out the way it is. But I think this is a great move because they pretty much used up a lot of their first-round picks. Uh, so I think they gave up two first-round picks for Russell Wilson. They didn't have any first-round picks for 2023. This gets them back into the first round. Um, does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think Denver's, well, I think they've given up for the season. <laughs> Let's right? ride. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cringy. Oh, Bronco, that's right. Let's let's ride away from the sunset. This yeah. is uh, yeah. So it does make some sense. I mean, uh, Bradley Chubb was kind of the guy who was making them look good on defense out there. So you know, they get some value out of him when they can, and uh, yeah, and then look for whatever happens uh, next season. I mean, I don't know if Wilson. Is the guy for Denver? They might be. I mean, they keep going on this carousel of QBs. Uh, right. So I don't know how long they're gonna keep doing that. Yeah, but from a from a building up a team perspective, yeah, it looks like it looks like it's fine. It seems to be a good strategy. I mean, I think now the Chicago with the eight picks in twenty twenty three, they're following probably the same kind of uh, strategy that Miami Rebuild. had, right? Yeah. Um, to to because my if you look at Miami they used they acquired a lot of first round picks in the last few years they used some you of them. Thank you, Houston. We gave you like seven. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and they've and they've used it well, right? Now they've they've got a roster which they've used them for Tyreek Hill. They've used the couple Waddle. to move up yeah. and get Waddle. Uh, yeah. Now they've used uh, you know for 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 Bradley Chubb. I think yeah. it's 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 a good strategy to go and, and they got Jeff Wilson from uh, from this trade deadline as well, running yeah. back from the Niners. Yeah, good so, call there. Right. Yeah, they're all they're you're right. They're in uh, you know all go mode for the season. How do we beat Buffalo? Yep. Now looking at Detroit, they gave up TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, uh, plus a 2023 fourth round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick to division rivals Minnesota. So the one and six Detroit give their best tight end to the six and one Minnesota for a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. Uh, coach, does it make sense? I mean, there's an argument to to be made here that, you know, Detroit free up about 13 million in cap space here. But I mean, I don't know. It's just what, what, what do you think about this? So I am a Detroit fan and you, you guys know I like the right. head coach. Um, and and I, I, I know very little about their new GM. Um, I say new, he's been there a couple of years now, but I just, I, the whole, maybe I'm just old school, the whole in division trade thing. Yeah. I don't get, um, I, I'm not sure how you make your division foe better, um, even with the return. And I don't think the return was good enough for what he is, even though he's about to come off his rookie contract. Um, and they do get quite a bit of cap space, but let's be honest, Detroit is not, two or three draft picks from being in the division. Yeah, formidable, yeah, yeah. They need 30 draft picks. And you've, you've got a, an aging quarterback who hasn't been all that great in his career, and you're giving away his best dump-off opportunity in Hawkinson. Um, right. I don't know. Uh, there's and not to mention that Minnesota lost their starting tight end, Irv Smith uh, uh, Jr. He's, in, he's on IR. So they're pretty much no. just giving them a – like an immediate yeah. solution to their problem. So I, I did, I did read actually, because they were planning on putting him on IR. If, and this is crazy. It's the Jimmy Johnson sheet of tracking draft picks against trades. Yeah. Um, I read that if you look at the trade itself on paper, ignoring the division, they overpaid by like so many points, like way overpaid for this trade being Minnesota. Right. Uh, because they knew they needed that. Um, 
listen, I, I talked him up. I wonder, um, you've given them that he's a good athlete. He's the fastest. He I think I've read in 40 time, the fastest tight end in the NFL. Um, I wouldn't yep. say he's the best, but the fastest, Hey man, you've given those are some pretty good, um, weapons you've given Mr. Cousins there. We'll see. Six and one, Mr. Cousins. Yeah. Um, just, just, just on the, uh, just on the point you made there about, uh, Jared Goff. Yeah. I reckon he's had a better time here at Detroit than he did in Rams. Yeah. Because, listen, I mean... The record I, I, doesn't I, tell the whole story. Yeah, it doesn't tell the whole game. story. Yeah. He's won less games than Houston and Carolina combined. Come on. Wait. Oh, my God. Did you have to bring in those two? I think when he was in the uh, Rams... From, from, from purely a quarterback perspective, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of dink and dunking back in the Rams. He's actually making some plays here at Detroit. I They mean, this were the is number one, the one offense one in the offense NFL, right? For a while, yeah. yeah. But I'm in, a, I'm in a fantasy league, and there was a trade proposed. Wentz for golf. Oh, no. Right? And I'm like, say no. that trade? What, what's <laughs> happening in this dynamic? I mean, I, I thought about us. I actually us don't know a, which one is worse in this scenario. That's what I'm saying. I thought about us as a, as a, a coin flip. I'm like, This is interesting. So I asked my resident statistician, and he pulled it up. Ironically, they're almost identical in their last eight years as a quarterback in the NFL. Completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, and total yards. Wow. Almost identical. So, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Now, there was a comical uh, trade that took place between the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you guys remember Calvin a wide Ridley. receiver by the name of Calvin <laughs> Ridley who's suspended for the whole year? Even uh, playing football. For he was a, a parlay, a parlay that included Atlanta. He bet on Atlanta on beating the Jaguars. The dice, roll those <laughs> dice. Let's do it. <laughs> And the, I mean, the number of conditions that were placed on this trade are hilarious. So I think there's a fourth round conditional pick that can go down to the fifth, depending on when he's reinstated. No, and not then, yeah. And then there's a second round conditional pick that depends on whether they give him a new contract after they reinstate deal. him or not. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. And I think one of the conditions as well is whether he uh, places a reverse bet on the Jaguars beating the Falcons this time. <laughs> no, it's got to be a parlay. Why not? It's got to be a parlay. It has to be a five-game parlay. It has, and it has to, be to a hit parlay. on all five, right? Yep. Well, Why not? What do you get, Eugene? What do you think of this move? I mean, Jacksonville are still trying to kind of adjust what the system for their quarterback is. This gives them an additional piece. They spent a lot of money on Christian Kirk, um, and he's been doing really well for them. But they didn't, never really had anybody that can make plays on the outside. Calvin Ridley would be that guy. I mean, he he was a first round pick not too long ago in yeah, the draft. Uh, look. So, uh, I mean, Calvin Ridley was was a bowler like two. If you look, maybe uh, two seasons ago. Like yeah. he didn't play last year. Was he? Yeah, 21. He didn't play because he had some mental health issues. Right. Um, he's not going to play this year because he's suspended, obviously. Um, so they're looking long term with Calvin Ridley. So they're expecting Trevor Lawrence to be that kind of quarterback, which he isn't at the moment. Right. He's not a big explosive win game winning quarterback. Definitely yet. not the generational talent he was promised to not be yet. when he was drafted. Not yet. Yeah. But. If they're thinking that we can get a veteran guy and the best we could do right now is Calvin Ridley for next season and whatever seasons, yeah. then, you know, God go with them. I would like to be the GM on that call. Hey, who are you thinking? What are you thinking? Do we like Calvin Ridley? Wait, wait, uh, wait what? Calvin? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Come down now. Have I got a deal for you? <laughs> Russian roulette, Have Calvin? A... Are you talking about him? Yeah. <laughs> Fine, Have no. I got a parlay Hold of on, draft picks I need for a you. second cousin not to attend a game, so that's one condition. Yeah. I need a stepmother's half-brother only to be able to do this. Yeah, that's a condition. Come on now. Yeah, too Go. many conditions oh. there. <laughs> there was a weird one that I saw, uh, Naeem Hines moving oh, from Oh, that's Indy, a good one. Indy to I want to talk about that one. That's a good one. I, I couldn't make heads or tails of, of this trade, Coach. Make it make speed, it make sense. Speed. Speed. Speed, speed, speed. So, so when we get off the – everyone who's listening to this and YouTube, do a quick little Google of Heinz trade speed comments of Josh Allen. Okay. And he's in multiple 
I think it was Sports Illustrated. I think the Washington Wall Street Journal, not Washington Wall Street Journal, um, New York Times. They he said we 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 went into our normal drills on Monday, first time back. Yeah. And they both he and whoever that he was talking to looked at each other and went, "My God, he's fast." Yeah. Okay. So he lines up in the slot more in the than the running back. If you look at his single Terry, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. He they can play a lot like Pollard and um, Zeke. Zeke. In yeah. Dallas, they can put him in the slot. They can rush him out. They can do a lot of jet sweep stuff. Okay. He's got some serious speed, and I don't think Indy quite figured it out. One, they've got quarterback problems, but I don't think they figured it out. But watch this. This is going to be a good one. Remember, Coach said it here. Watch this one. That well, guy, I'm not, not going to question the general manager. And, and oh. I'm not kidding. Google what I just said, and he will go. You're like, oh, my God. If, he, if Josh Allen is saying – this guy's fast. He must really be fast. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not going to question the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. He's put together a heck of a team and uh, arguably the best team in football. I was saying, yeah, but, but yeah, this makes it. I mean, look at the running back core that it makes, man, with Singletary, yeah. James, and this guy. Yeah. And I mean, he can work out a lot yeah, of schemes out there. And the quarterback may be their best rusher. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, coach, there's a disgruntled wide receiver in the Houston Texan, Brandon Cooks, who wanted to get traded and he did not get traded. Yeah, the bow and arrow is his uh, is his uh, signature. Um, he put out a tweet. Let's look at this tweet. It says, don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. Cross the line with playing in my with playing with my career. Bow and arrow emoji. Uh, what do you make of that? That's a that's a weird one. All He's I'm not playing. He probably knows some secrets. He probably has the same masseuses. <laughs> a, a Maasai. Maasai. A Maasai. <laughs> is it octopuses or is it octopi? I'm not sure. Wait a minute. Octopuses. Oh, yeah. No backdoor. No backdoor yeah. cover. No backdoor cover. All right. What's up? That's a Green Bay thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, in all truth, I think he's probably disgruntled. Yeah. But you think paid a huge amount of guaranteed fully next right. year, 18 million. That's the reason they couldn't trade him. That's the reason they wanted a second and a fourth. They wanted a second oh. and a fourth for him, which was a little bit too much. Right. Yeah. But it's only because of the, they needed someone to cover all of that. And, and Houston doesn't have the cap space to do cover that amount on his guarantee next year. Um, yeah. You know, he's upset and that happens in the NFL. You're not happy. Um, you, you get traded, you don't get traded. I think he opted out or whatever. He didn't play last night. Fine, right? It is a business. And just as much as teams treat it like a business, I don't get too fired up if a, if a player t- treats it like a business. And yeah. good for him saying so. I'm not that happy of the whole bow and arrow thing. That's his, yeah, but that's his always been a celebration, he, right? he always does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah There are a lot that. of celebration things that you know behind the door secrets. I mean, my God, every Washington commander player could put that up. Right. Yeah. Right, if we're yeah. being honest. And, and some Dallas Cowboy player or wherever. So um, I like the guy. I think he produces when he's on the field. Most of the time he just shuts up and plays. I was a little disappointed he didn't this time, but yeah. I respect his opinion to come out and say it. And then I also respect him treating it like a business because the teams always do. So I'm fine with that. So out of all the trades that we have talked about and considering all the trades that have happened in the last two to three weeks, which one, Yujita, do you think is the most impactful trade? And I don't know, maybe we should remove McCaffrey's one out of that. Yeah, that's, was, that's, no, the, that's the no, clear number one. No. I was no? going to say, barring CMC, yeah. okay? Because that's, that's another full half an episode of talking about him and his impact. Yeah, but I think Bradley Chubb for me is, is, is one of the keys. Uh, and then this whole Kadarius Tony to to, um, to Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hasn't played uh, since week two, but something long term they're thinking of, or or it's just that Andy Reid knows something that none of us does as usual. So yeah. But again, does Casey really need more help uh, right. out there? Uh, maybe you so, do. Coach, maybe you do. emphatic so, no from your side. No, Why I want to to be in it. I, I just think he's another toy. And that that guy in, in San Francisco, he is one of the best offensive minds of taking those toys and moving them around. Right. He's so good at it. 
Um, we saw just a small taste of it, even though it felt oh, about like that big, game against the Rams. My right? God, that's a, that's a small taste, but it felt like a big taste, didn't it? Right. Um, if I'm gonna go a secret pick, I'll I'll take Quinn to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that he really did a good job shoring up what they can do against the run in that front four and giving them depth. I think if you really put a pencil to paper in that particular division, what do those division people do outside of Washington? They run the rock. Yeah. And I think that was a very good pick for them. So kudos to Philly for me on my pick outside CMC. I have to agree with uh, with both of you, but I think Ujita, the Bradley Chubb move is 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 fantastic to get you know veteran uh, in their peak kind of players uh, is, is is a fantastic strategy. Uh, but McCaffrey, my God, did you guys see him against the Rams? Three touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving, and he threw one to Ayuk. So he he was quarterbacking too. Hey, hey, that that throw that throw was just Shanahan showing it up to McCaffrey. Amazing. Amazing. That, that's what it. That's what it was. Just, just real quickly, mm. um, Josiah and I watched the game, and and again, I think I've said it on the podcast, but I'm doing the coach speak to him and talking to him, and we watched the game as fans. I was like, just watch the game, and then we went back and watched the all twenty-two, and I would pause it on occasion, and I would say, all right, there's number twenty-three because he's not twenty-two anymore. Yeah, he's twenty-three. Yeah, and here's your high safety. Here's your slot. Here's your two backers. It looks like this guy's a spy. What do you do? And then he would say, all right, well, maybe we do this. He'd say, Dad, what do you do? And I'd say, well, I might do this. I've got to have this in, do this, or squeeze this, or pinch this. And we'd run the play. And sure enough, they would do it Dad's way. They would pinch the end in, and then he would fake a chip. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's wide open after the chip. And I'm like, damn, I didn't think of that. And then he'd go for 11. Right. And all right. of a sudden, we'd run another play, and I'd pause it. What do you do now? And then he'd go for 12, right? And then, and then all of a sudden, they would fake him on of that, and then all of a sudden, he'd catch a pass for eight. So it's not like he's getting one in a cloud of dust. No offense to Carolina. It's no, like eight Carolina. And 12 and 14 and yeah. six. And that pass, no offense, but that pass he caught in the end zone, if you run it back, the RPO in the end, he's like, Shit, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I rush? Okay, never mind. And then all of a sudden, touchdown, all done. So it's like a toy, man. It's your favorite toy on the Christmas morning. I'd be scared of, of San Francisco if I'm making They could oh, make a run to the oh. Super Bowl, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. They're on the way. If they get their guys back on defense <laughs> healthy, I'm setting the guys. Yeah, they're on their way. Especially yeah, they're the NFC. The challenge to Philadelphia, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, in the NFC, only Philadelphia are there, so there's a good chance that they could uh, Dallas as well. But, uh, yeah. but and the CMC thing, the oh, CMC no, thing also keeps uh, Jimmy G at bay. I think this Jimmy is also one, one, let's go one, one of the tricks. What what we just win games, right? Yep, yeah. that's all we do. All right, now I'm going to lead this one. Okay, should it be a penalty in the NFL for scoring a touchdown and removing thine helmet from oh. thine head in the field of play. I apologize. I think there were some issues from last week. Mo, what do you think on this? Should it be a penalty? Uh, Why are we asking Mo? What was specific? If it wasn't I'll heartbreaking. Don't worry. I, I'm a good moderator here. I'll come to no, you. No, no, but, 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 but why choose Muhammad? Oh, Carolina fan. All right. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wait a minute. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Hey, Sorry, we planned this. Go ahead, Mr. Mohammed. If it wasn't heartbreaking enough to see Christian McCaffrey throwing for touchdowns with with San Francisco, <laughs> I mean, imagine with the season that we've had, losing all these players, to have the hope of leading the division for, a, for one week at least. Had we gotten that point one week, we would have been all three and five in the division. Carolina on all of these tiebreakers and differentials would be at the top. DJ Moore gets this touchdown to tie the game with barely any time left in regulation. I'm jumping up and down. Yes, we're finally going to pull something through. The season is not over. And then he takes... Should, should it be a penalty? No, it shouldn't be a penalty because who is he hurting, right? Is, is, is it for the player's safety that they have this rule? I don't understand. And, and, and he was 
you know, moving out of the of the end zone anyway. He was leaving the field. He took the helmet off. But then Pinero should have been scoring those extra points. We then go to o- overtime. The Falcons win the coin toss. We stop them with an interception. The defense comes through once again. And by the way, I'm really happy that in the trade deadline, we did not lose the key pieces on defense, right? We did not lose Brown. We did not lose Burns. This right. this shows that, you know, we're still in it. We, we're not giving up the yep. season. This is not a tank it's, for whoever it's the season. Sean Payton sweepstakes. You're on it. Yeah. Don't worry. Exactly. Uh, and then you get a 33-yard chip shot and you miss that. I mean, I don't know how the kicker is still on the team. It's 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 a little bit it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Uh but Breaking. yeah, I was I was on my couch, I was jumping, then it went down to just dropping to your knees, and then by the end of it, I was in the fetal position just <laughs> trying to cry myself to sleep. It was so I was, it was watching horrible. the West Wing lack last night, and I'm watching the debate section, and I would like an answer to my question. Should it be a penalty? I don't think it should. All right. Um, so Mr. Yujita, yeah. sir. Should All that right. be a penalty? So, like, for example, the Eagles are in the NFC championship game, right? And they match up back against the Dallas Cowboys. And one of your guys, let's say A.J. Brown, catches the touchdown of all touchdowns. And his celebration is helmet off. And then your guy misses the extra point and it's tied. Should that be a penalty? Forget the guy misses the you know, extra point or whatever. Forget that. Leave that aside. Let's look yeah, at it. If, it be a penalty. Yeah. If, if, I, if I was looking at it a fan perspective, I'm going to say, no, it's a natural thing to have done. Yeah. But then as a person who deals with legal crap on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> all right, I look at the fine print. Okay. It's in so the rule book. <laughs> it's in the rule book. It, it has been since 1997, thanks to Emmett Smith. Apparently oh. the guy... Who did it all the time, and then it that became Dallas a thing. Cowboy guy, it always. So, comes, so I can blame. I can blame the Cowboys for this. Always yeah. comes back so, to the Cowboys. So, so, so let's let's quickly read the rule. Yeah, I got it down here actually. Oh, Remove. thank you. Sorry, sorry, Mohammed. We've been texting back and forth. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Let, I'll let, put it up let, on the let, screen. Let, Send it to me. I'll put it up on the screen right, while right, you're reading let, it let, out. Yeah. Let's read the fine print. Removal of helmet by a player on the field of play. Or the end zone, listen carefully, right? During a celebration or demonstration or during a confrontation with a game official or any other player. That's the penalty. Now, the question is, and I know all you guys saw, did he take his helmet off at the end of the end zone, walking to the out of bounds? Or walking in. Yeah, walking in. And and also, why did he put it back when he came back in? Because he knew the rule. He knew the rule, buddy. So he knew it. He, he knew it. Out. Somebody told him in his ear. He knew it. So uh, no matter how, emo- okay, personally, emotionally, whatever, yeah, that happened naturally. It was a what? A, the, the, it was a throw of 69 air yards, one of the longest throws in the last five, six years. Okay. It, it, it was natural that you're going to do something like take your damn right. helmet off. With right? very little time, and the I, I mean, I think the the Falcons scored after the two minute seconds. warning. Yeah, and then yeah, twenty seconds later, like we that. went and equalized. I mean, it was yeah. So yeah, but as, as I said, them is the rules. Them is in the fine print. Them's the rules, boys. So I I, I have to admit, my son. Obviously, I talked a little bit about him. He goes, yeah. Dad. Is your statistician, of course. If, yeah, I think he is. He said, Dad, if the guy pushes him. And it's interference. Do they put the ball at the one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Because the rules say so. He goes, yeah. exactly. I'm like, oh, you're so smart. I love you. Didn't get it from so, you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I apologize for um, overpowering your um, No, 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 no. I mean, we had another couple of topics to talk about, but I'm scratching those. We're, we're moving them to next week uh, because you guys, uh, I can see some collusion between the two of you. So I yes, need to fire back. Play. And to fire back, we need fire to move back. straight on, away. Baby. We need You're to move straight away to the... Second. You are tied for a second in your division. Listen, we, to fire back, we're going to move straight to the pick six segment because I have something oh, oh, that to, doesn't uh, help to reveal you. there. That doesn't help you in any way. <laughs> well, I can at least... 
<laughs> I'm already kind of down, but you know, it's like one of these movie scenes when the guy's well, dying coach, and then he just fires another <laughs> It's coming for Coach. Here it comes. All right. So you guys know the pick six rules. Three games every week against the pick, against the over-under. You get one point for every correct pick and double the points if you beat the expert coach. Coach, I think you should yes. take off these glasses because glasses make people look smart and you went zero. Throw them away. Throw zero them away, buddy. for six last week. Let's look at this. Over. A big, Oof. I mean, you should fire your one statistician. Of the, one of those is half a point. One of those is half a point. Come on. Can you round up? It's in the rules. It's in it's the rules. <laughs> no rounding up. It's a half a point, Mohammed. Come on. Well played. It's in the well rules. Played. And you really hurt me there because Yujira got four correct picks, all beat the experts. So double points for each. I only got one. And yeah, now you know he... why? You know why? Because because you guys, you guys played with emotion. Oh, we yes. like Dan Campbell. Oh, we don't like the bad man. He's gonna get smashed. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, you've extended it. your lead now, Yujita. You're winning well forty-one to thirty. So, uh, I went. I went on a motion by losing a half a point. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. It's still, so. it's still an L. All right. Let's rock. All right. Roll. Let's 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 redeem ourselves this week. Let's start with game number one: the LA Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. Coach, what are the odds? Surprisingly, the Chargers on the road all the way to the east coast of Atlanta are minus three-and-a-half favorite, and the over-under, 49.5. Now, a quick side note, Atlanta is 7-2 and two against the spread as an underdog at home. Every so time. say you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to roll with that. And I, We just played Atlanta last week, and I saw how they played really good. A lot of good pieces, a lot of good movements as well. It was a very close game. And, you know, the Panthers' defense is a good defense. And what they were able to do against them is, is, is something to be, to be looked at. So I've actually got Atlanta winning a convincing game. Uh, 27 to 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 27 to 13. I've got Atlanta and the... Actually, you know, uh-huh. I want to I go in the under. So I want to make sure... Yeah, it's under. Yeah, it's that's the under. Yeah. All right. So 27 to 13. I'm going with Atlanta at the under. Yujita. Yeah. He, he was like carrying the one. Plus yeah. yeah. <laughs> half a point. Half very a point. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It's yes, 49. Good. Oh, it's not 39 and a half. It's 49. Okay. 49. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, okay. Carry the one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like the under in this as well. But, you know, Chargers coming back from a bye week. Um, and I think Herbert's going to be a little bit more healthier. Atlanta haven't got the pass offense. To, to, you know, do anything about his arm there. So I'm not going with you. I'm not fully convinced by Atlanta. You know, they keep winning these off games. 27-20 Chargers. 27-20 to the Chargers. Okay. All right. So that's the Chargers and the under, yeah? Yep. Coach, give us your expert opinion this time, please. Well, gonna... <laughs> yeah, put the glasses on. Let's go. I'm an 0-6 guy. Um, I, I like the Chargers. I've always liked the Chargers. I've... Talk to them about talk about them as my Super Bowl pick. So I will take the Chargers to cover this on the road west to east coast. Um, and apologies, ladies and gentlemen, I think it'll be under. I just can't see a lot of points. Even Calvin Ridley not playing for <laughs> no. <laughs> enough points to make it over. So I'll go the under as well. All Chargers. Right. Excellent, excellent. All right, game number two: the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. Coach, what are the odds? Hey, oh, New England, minus five and a half, over under 39. Now, I want to be clear here. Even though the Colts have had quite a bit of success, as we say, they are two and six against the spread this season entirely over um, underdog or favorite. Okay. Yujita, get us started with this one. Yeah, you know what? This is a a little bit of a tough one to call. I'm still not convinced over New England. Uh, Mac, I mean, although they beat the Jets, Mac Jones didn't have the greatest game there. But Indy's kind of spinning out of control. Didn't they fire their OC? Um, yeah. Matt, Matt Ryan has been benched or injured. No one seems to know. Yet. What is the story around that? Yeah, I never got it. Well, you know, no one really seems to know. I mean, the 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 um, the news story is that he's 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 got a shoulder injury. 
He's not married but, to a supermodel. What's the problem? <laughs> uh, maybe he has on the back door. Maybe. He needs to, yeah. maybe. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Give us his so, story, Gita. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one to call, but uh, with all those issues going on in India, uh, I, I, I favor New England in this. And I think they will actually cover as well. I got it at, uh, well, no, you know what? They will not cover it. 2017, Indy covers. Ah, oh, you had to do that. Uh, yep. Okay, because I, I was hoping you'd go the uh, the other way and I can... He's playing to win Make up game. some ground, yeah. I mean, I've got a low-scoring game. I think it's one of those where nobody figures out how to score a point. Uh, and I've got a 16 to 10. Uh, no, sorry, 13 to 10, New England. So I've got Indy covering and the under as well. So my lovely statistician reminded me that the last times these two teams, the last time these two teams played, um, Jonathan Taylor had a buck seventy on the road. He was rushing for hundred seventy, and I thought to myself, "Huh, I bet that doesn't happen again, right?" And so I've got New England. I've got them big. They're definitely going to cover the five and a half. However, I just think this whole experiment at quarterback, whatever it is they're trying to do or not do, I just don't think Indy's got it. Yeah. So I'll take New England to cover this and the under. And the under. Okay. Excellent. Game number three. The, I, I don't know why oh, you keep picking these one. games, Coach. Uh, the Tennessee Titans <laughs> at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> what are the odds for this one? Well, thank you very much. I had those wide eyes of Kansas City is minus 12 and a half. I'm oh, sorry. Another, another double digit. Wait, what? Minus 12 and a half. Kansas City is minus 12 and a half at home against these Tennessee Titans that dropped 348 yards against the Texans in rushing and the over under at 46. So Kansas City minus 12 and a half, 46 over under. Um, I got tricked into, oh, well, kind of deceived by the Buffalo Bills uh, into thinking that, that they're going to cover the long spread back against door cover. Back it was a backdoor cover. cover against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to go the other way now and say, all right, Kansas City wins 20 to 14, but they don't cover. And we go Tennessee and the under. Yujita. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually with you on that. Yeah, uh, okay. Tennessee is one of those people who causes trouble. They, you know, they'll they'll get to the playoffs and cause trouble, but I think yeah. along the way they're gonna cause a bit of trouble as well. Henry might run for a bit, but Spagnola will figure stuff out and stifle that. Uh, I still think KC is playing elite level. They'll still win, but I'll. Uh, what was the over under again? Forty six. Forty six. I think they'll go over, but uh, Tennessee covers 30-20. 30-20. All right, Coach. Interesting. There are places in the world where the backdoor cover is necessary, and we'll talk about that on a later podcast. But at the end of the day, listen, the Chiefs are better than Titans. The Titans yeah. can run the ball, but I think a, a very much kept secret in the media or anything you read the Chiefs lost one of their very good run defenders this week for a few weeks um, for some things that he should or should not have done. Yep. And so I think that the Chiefs are going to have a hard time stopping that run. So I'm going to go the Titans to cover in a backdoor cover, and I'll go the under this 46. Same pick. All right. Excellent. Uh, we've got Chicago. All right. We don't need the tiebreaker, but Chicago are at home to the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Anyone? So, this is quite surprising. The Dolphins at the Bears. Miami is only a minus five here. I found that quite low. I found it quite interesting. And the over-under at 44.5. I'm not sure what Vegas or whomever is placing these worldwide wagers is doing here. But I really like the Dolphins as much as I love the Bears. I really feel like they're going to cover this and cover it big, and it's going to go over. So I'll take the Dolphins over 44.5 and to cover minus 5. 
I don't know whether it's over or under, but I'm just going to go out there and say Chicago makes the upset of the week. 30. And 30 points. 30 points. 27. 30 Let's say 27. Let's say 27. Point. <laughs> All right. 30 points. The moment you say under 30, they score 30. Yes. 30, 30 yeah. So I'm going to go 27 so that they score over 30. Yeah. Nah, Miami's going to cover this. I don't think uh, Chicago has the defense to stop that speed. Yeah. Um, so I also think um, this will be the time we get to see how they because the one thing that the Bears do well is run the ball, whether that's with the quarterback or with the running game. And what has Miami done? They brought in a very good run defender, Bradley Chubb, and, and we'll see. Right, not just rushing the passer, but he does a very good job containing the edge. So yep. we'll find out. We'll see. We'll know if they have the ability to. Beat the Bills. Yeah. But, so. And at the same time, we'll see how Claypool fits into that Bears offense. Fields to Claypool. Uh, we'll see we'll what see. that connection happens. Yeah. Will, will Claypool fit as well as CMC has done in San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, that's very poetic. Very nice. All very right. Poetic. All right. Very you guys. Nice. I, think, I think we can end it there. It's been a, yeah. a very difficult episode to go through for me. But uh, thanks for that, guys. Never pull your helmet off when in doubt. Keep, uh, it the, keep the cover on. I think I'll, I'll I'll turn up to the next podcast with a Don't helmet. Mess I need with to find an helmet. NFL helmet somewhere. It was all I could do. I I, I did. I, I, and some of you know I've I've coached the Dubai American football team for one year here. I reached out to everyone. Can I just at least get a an American football helmet so that I can just <laughs> put it on and throw it off? And I couldn't get it done. So you couldn't get it done, or you couldn't find one that fits your head. Yes, Walmart. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. All right. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap know. it up there, guys. This I don't know. Right, and the back door cover should always be covered. Should always many, be can, covered. Can, can you get your statistician to check how many times you said back door in this episode? That'll be worth any other statistic. Yes, I, I mean, will. later. Yeah, obviously. More times than the number of points he has scored in the last three <laughs> weeks combined. So, yeah. <laughs> Go Bears. Go you're there. 10 and 0. You're 10 and 0 for backdoor cover. All right, guys. Hey, on this hey, note, hey. we'll wrap it up. This has been Sports Unhinged. We'll see you and, next week. All right. You, you can see what follows this in the Sports Unhinged at the dark, which is a separate episode that we'll bring out. If you're not, you're silly. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. So, yeah.